Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to this episode. We are going to be reviewing the Netflix movie Apostle. And also, this week we've got two. We're going to be reviewing the Nicolas Cage movie Mandy. And also, we have our Something to Scream About section, which is going to be our favourite 90s horror movie. And then after that, we'll be doing our move from the vault, which is none other than The Ghoulies. Fuck yeah, what a great episode we've got. Yeah, mate, 90s horror. I mean, yeah, I can't wait to get stuck into that. Definitely. Gonna have some deep uh, cuts. Yeah, and I, I'm, yeah, I can't wait to talk to you about what about The Ghoulies. <laughs> First of all, we're going to get into some news. What you got? Um, well, I've just been scouring the internet, looking mm. for stuff. Not a lot this week, is there really? Not loads, but... No, I picked up on a couple of bits. Okay. Um, one was around, right, we, we were at the Fright Fest this year. We did our Fright Fest special a couple of months ago. And there's a film that we missed, but just got absolute rave reviews. Yeah, called, good about this. Yeah, it's a film called One Cut of the Dead. Um, and it's a zombie movie, which is about, it's not very long, but it's just one take. Mm. One take on a handgun. So it's all like the modern day Blair Witch. Yeah, you know, um, but it's done in a comedy way, like a Shaun of the Dead kind of way, isn't it? Big time, and it's just like it's been in a couple of festivals and it's smashed it, and it's going to get a general release in January. Mm, so exciting. wanted to let uh, all of our listeners know that if they are, it hasn't got a US list, um, US release date yet, but it has got a U. So I'm sorry about that, our US listeners, but the lucky f- few that are in the UK, if you look out for the Prince Charles Cinema. In London, Broadway Cinema in Nottingham, Glasgow Film Theatre. It's in Chapter in Cardiff, The Cube in Bristol, Quad Cinema in Derby, and Deptford Cinema in London as well. That's in January. I just recommend anyone who's like around those areas to go and check it out. I think we're going to go and try and catch it as well, aren't we? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's definitely worth like the trip um, if you're going to make a trip around like somewhere. Do you know what I mean? To see if a movie, this is the one I reckon. Yeah, it looks exciting, so I'm quite really looking forward to that. There was another thing I was really interested in. So I've been trying to work out, you know, what the fuck we're going to do next year. There's a couple of good mm. horror movies coming out. I think what we got, um, Happy Death Day 2. Yeah. Uh, the, the second It movie. Oh, yes. It's Conjuring 3 and Annabelle. That's the year after Conjuring. Conjuring 3 is the year after Annabelle is next year. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, so we got a few like uh, biggies, mm. but I wanted to go what's on the, in- the independent circuit. So I had a little look, found horrornews.net, and I'm going to run through the 10 indie movies to watch out for next year. Exciting so, stuff. Start at 10. Butterfly Kisses. This is a film, film basically a filmmaker discovers a box of videotapes depicting two students' disturbing film project, featuring a local horror legend, The Peeping Tom. This one, though, is probably mm. the reason I wanted to do this segment. We didn't get to see the first one, but I think we should probably go back and watch this. There's a sequel to this one. It's called Don't Fuck in the Woods 2. So, <laughs> I've seen the cover of the first one. <laughs> I really think we should probably go and watch really the first one. Insinuate, like, really, <laughs> like, pronounce that title. I love that. Well, it's <laughs> Don't a... Fuck in the Woods. <laughs> Brilliant. It says um, this one picks up on the same day um, the first one left off of. So I'm not going to spoil it for myself. No, so I won't do the rest. So we'll go and watch the first one and then we're try and find that next year this one i can't pronounce oh no i can um human hibachi a man documents his girlfriend's 35th birthday on his phone what he captures throughout the night are the most disturbing human acts imaginable 
That sounds interesting. interesting. So there's another horror movie on a phone. Yeah, probably. Okay, that's cool. Low budget. This one is sort of looks like a Grindhouse one. It's called Rondo. And on the poster, it says, Sex, Murder, Revenge. I'm sold. So Mm. a kinky sex proposition devolves into a chain of murder, sex, and revenge, and more murder. So we'll look out for that one. This is Ace. Look out the poster, Matthew. Just show Matt a little poster. Oh, well, it is. It's called Robo Woman. <laughs> so it's about the journey of Vivi- Vivicia Stevens, a.k.a. Robo Woman. Oh. And she has just finished her last day at the office before accepting a date with a co-worker. Their night in the town quickly turns to terror when he brutally assaults her with a group of his friends and she is left for dead. However, she is able to quickly recover with the aid of futuristic cybernetic implants. I mean, it sounds like Upgrade, but... Stroke Robocop. Yeah. Robo Woman Lady. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, Robo Woman. So look out for that one. So we've got one called The Sweet Taste of Souls. It's about somebody eating cherry pie. <laughs> Literally, it says fucking cherry pie. So it's good. <laughs> um, film called Room 9. Life, which is a film... It says life-altering sins of the past... Revisit modern-day lost souls in a small town 40 years later. One, one film called Tuftland. It's about somebody accepts a summer job in an isolated and self-sufficient village. Oh, it's a foreign one. That's good. I think it's Norwegian. That could be good. Yeah, quite like good. Norwegian Norwegians, they're good. Um, and then we got Agraman's Gate, which is a film called A Psychic Reader and Medium is Invited to a Party. But something goes very wrong, and something comes over from the other side to haunt the people from the party. They must solve the mystery. Oh. It sounds scary. And then this one just looks freaking awful. But, you know, try and go and see it. It's called Blood Paradise. The poster's a bit weird. I love how you put your faith in them getting to the movies, even. Mm. <laughs> it says this one's about reading after a latest novel flops. A best-selling crime writer is sent by... Her publisher to the Swedish country to regain inspiration. Yeah, she just basically discovers that farm life can be really, really bad. So a couple of like in, little independent buttes there to look around with. Excellent. We stuff. obviously had Terrifier this year, which mm. was you know. I still haven't seen it. Ace. So yeah, there's my little independent film for 2019. Interesting stuff. What you got there, Matthew? Interesting. Not really much, really. I saw on online just before we started the podcast. That obviously, I think we might have spoke about it before about Twilight Zone being remade by um, Jordan Peele. Yes. The guy that did Get Out. <clears throat> and um, apparently they've just cast Riz Ahmed and Jake Tremblay, the little boy out of Room. And, and Wonder. Was, uh, yeah. yeah. And Film that made me cry. In Predator, the new Predator, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> you <laughs> cried. Uh, yes. You didn't cry. A film called Wonder. It, it made, made you me, cry. It made me cry. Wow, you are human. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I cried at Owen Wilson's acting. Oh God, yeah. Hi, I'm Owen Wilson playing Owen Wilson. It's a great, Hi. it's a great impression. <laughs> so um, yeah, so Riz Ahmed, Jake Tremblay have been cast for one of the episodes. Apparently, it's going to be the third episode, and it's called Kid Pre- President. Uh, but it, it looks like it's um, going to be on TV in 2019. So interesting, but I'm really looking forward to it because I love the original. Twilight Zone, and I'm looking forward to this one. I like Twilight Zone. I'm going to have to 
Ooh, might yeah. have to get a box set. Yeah, we've got one at work, and I'm really, I'm, I pick it up, and I'm really tempted because I love to rewatch it. All. Be really cool. Maybe we should do it. Defo. Um, I haven't really got anything else news-wise, really. I was just a couple of things I watched over the last like couple of weeks. Don't know if you've seen the Joaquin Phoenix. You were never really here, but it's a strange little movie, but it's really shot really well, and like the sound production is really good. Like loads of really cool shots and stuff, but um, the, it's a really weird storyline. You need to watch it. I don't want to like give anything out. I remember seeing the trailer, mm. and it looked really good, but I just never, never found, caught it at the cinema. No, it's definitely worth a watch. But I watched that, and that was pretty good. Um, I quite enjoyed that. And the other thing that I watched, that I caught. I just thought I'd give it a go. Um, have you seen any Inside Number Nine? No. It's by basically it's by. Uh, Reese Shearsmith and uh, Steve Pemberton, the guys that did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay, cool. Now, it's not like the TV show League of... Well, it's similar because it's got them two in it, but it's a series of one-off stories, so it's not a series that runs throughout. It's just like one-off kind of like like 45-minute stories, but they're all individual kind of stories, and they're, they're, some of them are like have a real horror element to them, and I didn't even realise because I just thought, you know... I'll give it a try, uh, season one, I'll give it a go, and I thought, oh, I'll give it a try, I watched it te- for 10 minutes, I was like, I don't know if I like this, and then the first episode ended, and I was like, I think I'm going to really like this, and then like, I watched the next episode, and the next episode, so I watched like three episodes in a row, um, some are like, quite dark, some of them have got a funny element to them, uh, but I've been told there's quite a few, of, uh, quite a, ho- a lot of horror elements to them, which I haven't even got to, there's four series, so what's that called again? It's called Inside Number Nine. It's on Netflix. All right, okay. But give it a go. I'm gonna check that out. I, I I love it. I'm addicted to it. So, but yeah, it's really, really, really interesting. It's quite good. I'm got anything. I'm really watching anything else at the moment. I've just been watching the Ghoulies over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And not going to cinema. So we've done with the news, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So we're gonna go in and talk about our our two our two main reviews. Um, Spoiling, yes. <laughs> so we obviously said on the last episode that we were going to try and find Suspiria or try and find um, Hellfest. Mm. Um, we could have travelled, admittedly, but we a bit constrained by time, I guess. And work, yeah. and yeah, and work unfortunately. But it's just annoying that our sleepy little town in Swindon has three uh, cinemas, and not one of them <laughs> was shown Suspiria, and not one of them was shown Hellfest. No. So I like to have a moan, and, <laughs> and any listeners, you know, who go to cinema in Swindon, probably got quite a few. If our, you know, people listen in and around here, get onto your local cinema, hmm. and say, and say more more horror, please, because we're really pissed off. Just that we can more get independent to watch these. films in general. It's yeah, like, I get it. You know, I get that they've got to make, they got got to get bums on seats, and there, you know, there's quite a few big films out, but surely you can show, in one of the. 12 screens you've got or something like one film for a week or something but it's just weird i find it really weird on suspiria stop putting 50 screens of fantastic beasts on <laughs> and uh you know just give us a bit of something decent i mean you were lucky enough last night to go and watch um uh, escape from new york so yeah, the um, 4k awesome. restoration i mean so. i was surprised at that to be honest when i saw it and you told me that it was definitely playing i was like uh, unfortunately you were a show weren't you but it, yeah it was good to see that however that's just one night one off kind of thing it's just a bit 
but it was great. I love that. I want them to do more. Of that it'd be really, really good. And there's quite a lot of people there. Hopefully, they do some more. But yeah, it's really annoying. Cool. Well, before we get into our main review, we just wanted sure. to say, um, I just wanted to say congratulations to um, one of our best friends, uh, Daniel Evans, uh, mm. on his engagement at the weekend. Nice one, um, dude. Thanks for not uh, putting forward uh, one of your favourite 90s horror movies. <laughs> right then, on to our main review now. Um, so, the first one we're going to do, we're going to do obviously two. We're going to talk um, about Apostle and a film called Mandy. So, the first one I'm going to go and we're going to start to talk about is a film that was on Netflix and it's called Apostle. Thomas, your sister, she's gone. These people, they're blasphemers, a cult, a disease. Bring her home. Name, Thomas Richardson. It stars Michael Sheen and Dan Stevens from The Guest. And it's about, it's set in 1905, and it's about a drifter who goes on a dangerous mission to rescue his uh, kidnapped sister from the clutches of a religious cult. What, you want to cut to the chase straight away? Uh, mate, I, I want to know what the hell was going on with that island. I really, really, really enjoyed this film. I didn't think I was going to, because um, I'm not, I mean, you, you as I am, we're not massively... Uh, big on time period sorry of that time because it's a kind of old and kind of back in the day in those times is that doesn't really appeal to us much i mean there are a couple of films out there i'm sure that are good that are old like that in set in those times like this reminded me a lot of wicker man and i really like wicker man yeah okay i'll really give you that it. i that, really enjoy that that helped that helped but i'm, I'm like you not the same time era, obviously, but I'm talking just about like Wicker, time. Wicker Man was like 60s, sort mm. of like hippie-ish sort yeah. of thing. Well, this was set in like the early 19th century. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah. Unless it's like something about Jack the Ripper or old school monsters, I can't. It, it's, I can't usually stomach these sorts of movies. Anything set in colonial times, like Ravenous, was probably an exception. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I struggle, so I put off by that for quite a couple of weeks so I didn't yeah. give it the chance but I'm glad oh, really? I did I'm really glad I gave it a shock yes see I heard it's quite long as well so I knew I needed to sit down and invest my time in it and I wanted to to watch it being totally immersed in it with no other things going on I just wanted to be just watching it and taking it all in do you know what I mean um but I I really enjoyed it I mean I really really liked the fact I think to myself I'd love to have seen it in the big screen because of the the sound on this film is brilliant and the and the way it's shot and filmed is fantastic it was in 4k as well which helped i think and it just looked crisp as anything the acting was superb dan stevens was brilliant i thought i agree with all of that all the way through it kind of didn't i kind of was watching it and i didn't get bored i just it's one of those films where i just wanted to know what happens next and just kept me entertained like the whole way through and that's where i know a film's done its job obviously it's about a guy that that is going after his sister and and he, he's very tormented and they don't really touch on why uh but he just it just he just plays it so well do you not think he's a great actor yeah it takes you away from that era and it kind of like when he arrives to the island you kind of forget all that the time it's set and it becomes its own like little film on this island yeah, it doesn't matter really what time it is, and you can follow the story more, yeah. and you can ignore the fact that they're wearing these 
the horrible clothes <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the and the colouring. I mean, the yeah. colouring spot on for this the yeah. time period. It's always really grey, like dark ages, really, really grey. And yeah. I, I, that what that's what usually irritates me about mm. it. But it's sort of like okay, you can take take away the costumes and stuff like that and just follow the where, story. Where do you think this would like? Because obviously, a lot of the accents are well. I thought it was like set in Wales. Yeah, because obviously, um, the director Gareth Evans, who yeah. did the raid. Um, this is a massive different kind of like step side step for him, I think, to do this sort of type of film. I mean, it obviously I think he obviously thought, you know, I'm gonna get some people from my backyard and, and do a film and make it like Welsh people and I don't know if it where the island's set. It's somewhere off the I'm gonna say somewhere off the English coast. It's gotta be somewhere yeah. like, I don't know, and, it's and, like you know it's, it's somewhere and just it's like, remote completely cut off isn't yeah, it yeah the accent suggested it was sort of like they had that welsh mm. accent i quite like that mm. but the really interesting thing about this movie and the reason why i feel that you know um anyone listening to this should probably go and have a, have a watch of it mm. is the level of violence and gore that it sort of um that comes out of it and comes out of nowhere and it's like really surprising i mean I just thought it's absolutely stunning. In yeah. sort of some of the pe- some of the bits are so difficult to Visceral. watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a couple of things that I want. I won't, won't delve too much because I imagine this movie is not like like our car first ever first podcast with Cargo. Not many people have seen it. I know a lot. of Speaking mm. to a lot of the people that listen to podcasts now, they've gone out and watched it. Yeah. So I don't want to spoil this too much. No, I don't think we should go into spoilers. I think you're but right. But I, yeah. I do want to talk about a couple of key scenes. So mm. if you do want to go and like watch it first, then come back to it uh, after now, because um, we're going to a little bit, a little tiny okay, bit of spoiler got territory. Yeah, got I want to talk about the the torture scene with the. I mean, this is we're not going to talk about the plot. So we'll talk about the t- this torture scene um with the with the kid mm. and that sort of he's on a rack it's but yeah it was like a rack but not you know what you've seen in like braveheart i suppose but this torture device was get him in a vice clamp him mm. and then clamp this sort of drill into his into his head yeah, it's weird, and it was just it? slowly like wedging it in and it was really slow well they say purify him or something isn't yeah it? they're purifying him god knows what that it's involved, drilled but... into his brain though. yeah like a corkscrew yeah really yeah. slowly and i was like bloody it hell was pretty tough watch as well because they like sh- they showed quite a lot of it yeah they didn't hold and the back sound effects were ah yeah whoever did the long. sound of this you've got to give hats off to it it's yeah. just fucking brilliant so yeah, that that's one one scene that mm. I sort of thought was a big standout. The island and the is is around blood. Mm. So this movie is all centered around blood. The whatever you know, make your own mind up on what is happening. What do you what do you think she is? I don't know. I mean, it's like you could you could go down the witch route or something, but she obviously is something connected to that island because they. Obviously, the three guys that that found or the founders of this island become become the leaders of this cult and get more people to the island to um, cultivate it and kind of have their own kind of cut off civilization from the whole other yeah kind of world. A bit um, like a real life village. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, and and they discover her, and and she whether she is connected to that island spiritually or what i don't know but kind of whatever happens to her kind of affects the island so they but basically they feed her blood 
Yeah. They blood sacrifice, so she, she gets fed blood, and she doesn't like she's happy about being trapped there. And then whenever she's fed blood, she sort of does it, and then it's sort of like things start to bloom, to grow and again, grow yeah. and stuff. But I want to talk about so she was kind. She was cool. She was a cool character. But I want to talk about the dude that was feeding the blood. Yeah, Who she kind of she kind of had it like some kind of keeper. Yeah. Some kind of like strange zombie guy with. And he had like a kind of like it was a, a sack mask on his head. or like a like a woven kind of sack on his head, but it yeah. wasn't like a burlap sack or anything. It was like a like a basket, even like wasn't it? It was really weird, like a really strange. But he was like a zombified kind of just. Was he? I don't know whether he was like a demon or a, a kind of like a, a zombie. Type or was he thing. just a human that they just like decided to? I have no idea. Possibly make it was it weird. Could be. But it's really it's very really odd odd character, but he does some great little tortures. Um, yeah, to Dan. There, there's a part, isn't there, where Dan's uh, the character Dan Stevens, Thomas. Thomas, that's it. Yeah, he goes and he's obviously trying to rescue his sister, and and they he kind of has his alteration with the the guy with the, the zombie dude, and they're kind of fighting each other, and it involves again a kind of rack device, which these hooks are all through thomas like through his skin almost. yeah like, you know those people that get hanged up by their skin like say in a sex in a sex way yeah but this wasn't a this sexy was way not at all and he's kind of like literally got all these hooks in his arms and he's a bit like a bit like the how raise a bit and he's like led on this rack and and it's like a mango isn't it and he's like it's exactly like a mango i would definitely the use zombie that. dude is like twisting the mango and it's really slow and he's getting and get pulled along and he's getting nearer and nearer to the mangle that's a great scene i won't spoil any more on that but i that was amazing yeah. such a good scene i enjoyed that such so the level so the levels of gore in this are just like ridiculously Through the good roof. yeah Through the really, roof. and really i didn't brutal. expect that i don't know about you but i was expecting man goes to ireland man tries to find his sister you know things are going wrong he gets captured all ends like terribly that's yeah. what I was thinking. I thought, oh, here we go, the general kind of storyline, but it did, it didn't totally do that, and it and it had loads of twists, and it didn't feel really long to me at all, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, me too. It had some ridiculous levels of gore, some good violence in there. The the acting was there, and I I didn't want to turn didn't want to turn it off. Yeah, I was um I was happy with uh, watching this movie. I'm glad I went and watched it, and I think. Get out there, watch it. Let Absolutely. us know what you think. One hundred percent, totally. It's got a, a level of suspense as well in it. I felt a lot, but a bit of edge of your seat, a bit of nervousness about scenes as well, which really, it was really interesting, like double crossing and and all this kind of stuff, and you don't know where it's going to go. But massively, hands down, go and watch this because, you know, it's there if you've got Netflix. And I don't think there's been enough push for this movie. I've not seen really much kind of um going around about it you definitely definitely got to see it because i can see this being like a cult film going forward yeah happy with that are we gonna rate these movies yeah i've got to rate them i mean i i sort of rated uh this one um based on the fact that you know i really like the sound i really like the gore i like the way it's shot and the acting i thought was good so i put it give it about a six just just above above average six out of ten for me I'd, I'd probably I'd probably go with that. I'd probably just go with that. But I'd probably be going on a very high six, almost an 87, just because it kept me really interested the whole way through. I loved the way it was shot. It's a shame I would have loved to have seen it at cinema. I bet it would have been a good one at cinema. Yeah, but I would never have gone and watch it. 
Really? I would never have gone to, t- I would have never taken the punt, I don't reckon. Oh, really? Netflix, so that, that's, that's what I like about Netflix, is that it sort of allows you to take that punt. Sure. But looking, I mean, it's l- definitely if I saw got, a poster of this, it was just like, meh. It's definitely got a wider audience, obviously, yeah. on Netflix, which is cool, I ain't got a problem with that, but after seeing it, then I do think, oh, wow, this would be pretty cool in the cinema. Yeah. Cool. So there you go, that's our first movie, and now moving on to our second double review, which is Mandy. His fist closed around the serpent's eye. Strange and eternal. I need you to get me that girl I saw. Do you know what to do? special one mandy so mandy is a film starring nicholas cage and andrea riseborough oh, and the great richard blake has a little bit of a cameo in it as well which is brilliant Legend. nice little scene this film is basically i don't know like a mad max stephen king novel wacky do trip it's just one long trip on acid mm. like if you sat there and started tripping your your balls off <laughs> then you're you're in for a really 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 good experience because you're doing exactly the same as what the characters are doing it's just it's balmy and it wasn't what i was thought it was going to be mm, same which leads us on to some disappointments i think i don't want to start negative no because i did i did enjoy this movie there are things to take away and there was i think this is a key movie to go and watch and after speaking to a couple of people about it mm. since i watched it I sort of, I think I've, it made me think and made me think more. So it's sort of one of those films where I went, coming out of it, I went, ah, that wasn't what I wanted. But then it, yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Well, yeah, I don't know how you cute. feel about that. but um, I was, I'm not going to lie, I probably got aboard a hype train a little bit because, you know, it was annoying that it was really hard to get hold of. It's annoying that it was just like you couldn't find it anywhere and, you know, Shadow were like, yeah, we're going to get it eventually. And and that annoyed the crap out of me So for the start. And then I see everybody posting about it online and you couldn't get away with it like without not seeing some kind of... Some memes and all sorts meme of stuff. Or meme yeah. or photos or this and that and people going, yeah, Mandy, oh, it's amazing. So I was proper going in with high expectations. I think probably a little bit too high. I mean, if I picked this off the shelf and probably watched it, I think I would have had a lot lower expectations and probably liked it more. But again, I, I, I was expecting something very different. And I can appreciate the film and I can appreciate the elements in it. And like you said, I've got definitely things out of it that I really, really, really positively, really liked. But then there was bits I was like, meh, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I get this and I get that. And I can see why there's a bit of a kind of not everybody loves it. And I can see why. And I can see if you've got certain tastes, certain ways, I can see why you love it. And I can see why you wouldn't really kind of like this movie. And I get it. I get what this movie is trying to kind of like. This um, is what a, I think it's trying to be. This is a critic's dream mm. of a movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Like Hereditary. It's sort of like, I think the critics probably picked this one and like really ran with it. Mm. I think it had that sort of element. It has a great trailer, mm. which, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to watch it. The posters, the artwork... 
all the marketing campaign for it and seeing all those pictures of Nicolas Cage covered in blood. Yeah. That oh, yeah. made me want to watch it. I mean, that's a, definitely a selling point, having Nicolas yeah. Cage in it. And I think that's already, you've got win it, you've got people on side. You've got Nicolas Cage fans, and then you've got the fans go, Nicolas Cage in like a horror film, <laughs> definitely. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you're covering all bases. And, I, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, I think that's that's great, but... Okay, so if we <laughs> so we will we will um, probably because this one's been out a little while now, so hopefully some of you guys have seen it. So we will spoil um, this one maybe a little bit more. I think we'll go to a little bit more yeah, detail. For, yeah, yeah, that. I think so. I think you um, have to. I don't, you know. Yeah, I think we have to. If we want to really talk about it, then yeah, I've got to talk about the first because this wasn't as long as Apostle. This was probably what an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, um, good time and stuff like that. But the first forty-five minutes were this weird not even slow and not even like rosemary's baby slow or like wicker man slow this was just like i w- i could have got up and walked out slow mm. it for me that's how it, i felt it made me kind of just go all right this isn't the trailer looked like it was just this batshit sort of like psychedelic mm. guy you know nicholas cage with a chainsaw and i was like no. i was expecting some evil dead well shit this going thing, on. it's like don't get me wrong i can I, I'm I'm happy to have slow burns all day. Yeah. I, I don't mind. I I kind of can immerse myself in it, and I'm not. It takes a lot to make me go like yawn or go. What the hell's going on? This is boring. But I gotta say, I was I was a little bit kind of like, when's this gonna kick in? It takes a while to get going. It's a little bit more than a slow burn for me. It just like did it need all that stuff at the start. Yeah, and when we talked about like revenge and stuff like that, mm. and like you know that movie was so beautifully shot. It was, yeah. uh, there's some incredible like shots, oh, the visuals, sh- yeah, amazing. visuals yeah, and yeah, shots yeah. and colors and the coloring and Without the depth doubt. is just stunning. It's like you could look at this as a student horror movie. It, you know, someone sort of just really just wants to try stuff out, mm. and it, it is some crazy visuals, but it's oh, yeah. just really really like just got a kind of you've got to stick with it yeah that's what i would suggest you do stick with it and take yeah, some absolutely. drugs you know we're not that we condone the, the, we do the, not condone that on this don't podcast condone the use of drugs but take some drugs but anyway it's just a trip what we said about i think I'll, i'm gonna skip ahead a little bit because it's sort of like it helps um tell us a little bit of the story i think so richard blake's character the chemist yeah there's a scene with him and nicholas cage Mm-hmm. he's just Richard the chemist is just making shit loads of acid tabs and he looks like he's pretty much immersed into the into his own stash as well hmm. and there's a fucking tiger in the room well this is the thing I the way I took this I maybe I took it differently at this scene is did that scene even exist well we watched it yeah, <laughs> yeah. but did that even sorry did that exist in Nicolas Cage's world or was he dreaming or was he just having a massive trip or was he because there's the way I took it is like this is I don't know if this is me just like delving too deep into it maybe but you know that there's a tiger in a cage maybe that bit he was hallucinating on because he has a tiger on his t-shirt yeah and you know like that t-shirt people, was cool yeah both t-shirts are 44 t-shirts cool yeah. so you can buy that the weird thing is like you know when people have dreams and they remember things that they've talked about maybe a week previous week or something yeah it's like was it like that was he just dreaming of a tiger because of his tiger shirt and that element was in the room maybe him going to the chemist was real but all these other things were they subliminal messages were they 
was there darker undertones to it was you know i'm sure there's probably some kind of reasons arty reasons to why these things were there but yeah it's a very weird scene but the reason i want to talk about this yeah, was because he is obviously so the film is basically around this cult again it's another cult movie yeah. it's about this crazy little cult that sort of kidnap nicholas cage's wife or girlfriend or Which something i didn't oh. i gotta say I, I didn't really care for her mm. i didn't really i, she, di- I didn't really she just had an odd look it was the connection between her and nicholas cage because they were so different and i i felt the chemistry between them wasn't it just wasn't there for me i didn't care for her and i didn't care for the relationship i mate, i'm with you it was just fucking, you know what i mean it was just a bit it's bonkers like, and you're like so when they these they pick pick the leader of the cult picks her and um, they come to this house and they there's these bunch of bikers as well which reason we want to talk about the acid he gives they sort of call these get call this gang this is weird and they it's give like... him the jar and that jar that he drinks right is a whole jar full of acid right is that what it is yeah. right so this is why i want to talk about this thing. Uh, no i thought it was blood no it's it right. was it was the acid so you remember when nicholas cage later on in the movie puts his finger, dabs his finger into the acid and, and has that like, oh, crazy right, okay. little trip. Shows how innocent I am. Yeah, he has this crazy, he, he get, there's like a little bit of a, he puts his finger in his um, on his tongue yeah, and, he and it goes, yeah. and it's like this crazy little bit and he sees loads of weird shit in a yeah. matter of 30 seconds. That guy hmm. in the motorcycle gang downed a whole jar of that. Right. Because And this is not my fault. I had to, they had a conversation with um, somebody who listens to the podcast Okay. at work and um dan and uh and he was saying that this guy these so these three people mm. are drinking pure that, acid that acid oh my god they must be fucking just nuts yeah. like all time and they are these well, guys the these guys, these three these three like dudes are like or four of them i think yeah, they're, but like, they're fucking what, like they, something like a mad where are they from because I, I thought there's like is there elements of I mean, it doesn't really touch on where this is. It's like it's almost it could be set in another world. That's what I felt. Because it's got a real mystical edge to it. Because you know when they come out of the van and they call these three biker dudes, they they kind of have this whistle thing. Yeah, like a conch. Like Lord it. of the Rings. Con- yeah, like, like Lord of the call, Flies even, sorry. Like a call, call sign. Yeah. Like to bring these guys out, which is really weird. So I thought they were demon. But they're human. I mean, their names. Are they though? their names I don't know but their names are brilliant um, I found their names on okay. IMDB and you've got I found three of them anyway um, Scratch yeah. with a K Fuck Pig oh I wonder which one that was <laughs> no spoilers on that little scene <laughs> enjoy that one that was straight out of seven wasn't it straight out of seven um, and a guy called, guy called Scabs Scabs fucking but they are just like absolutely bombing they look like they, sh- they should be demons but they look like something out like of Mad Max and you, you think, and the only characters you really see are this. One cop- of them looks like an alien type thing. Yeah, they're weird. But I loved him. And when oh, so the after, creation, yeah. So the one, the thing that created um, Nicholas's Cage's moment was uh, these these cultists burn burn his wife alive in front of him in a burlap sack. Yeah. And um, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the scene, and it's like weird, and it's silent, and it's like Nicholas Creed screaming silently very artsy shots yeah. and stuff like that but you know that's what prompts him to go on a revenge spree yeah and we've got to talk about we the are one tr- scene yeah we are treated that. to this before it 
Yeah. Oh, go on. There's the, 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 we've got to talk about the bathroom full cage scene. And that was after. Oh, was it? Because he gets his, after the burning. After know? the burning, because yeah. I was going to talk yeah. about that next. All oh, right. So go after on. the bur- after he burns, <laughs> go on, go on and you tell. You t- <laughs> yeah, we go on. <laughs> he, he literally goes into the bathroom. Now I want to know if this is true or not. And he goes into the bathroom, just like starts kind of pacing. It's kind of building, building. He kind of goes into a cupboard, gets out a bottle, and I'd love to know if that was real alcohol in there or not. But it looks like a bottle of vodka or something. And he just starts down in the whole thing. But going full on, full Nicolas Cage, like the they've obviously gone right, Nick. We need you to go full on Rage Cage, and he just goes, he just he's just going mental, isn't he? In this just in his pants in this bathroom. It's overacting Nicolas Cage at his best, but it's brilliant. I loved it. I, I loved mean, every minute of it. I was laughing my ass off. It's a fucking weird ass scene. It's it's very well staged. It's clearly a set. Yeah, it looked it almost in pieces. Like a, it looked like a play. Yes, almost. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It looked like a one-man play. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one man, a one-man Nicolas Cage Mate, play it, for like it. a minute and a half of him just going, or of him just going mental. Got to the West End, mate. Oh, it's brilliant. He's just he could do that. I, he could do that, and you I could, could do watch Mandy that at the West End. I'm making some musical. Yeah, that'd be bloody brilliant. I'd watch it. <laughs> um, but then after all that sort of stuff, he goes full Cage and he goes off and he's. He starts, he makes somehow. He... And this is obviously where it becomes, starts becoming the revenge movie. Yeah. He, he forges an axe. Oh, he goes and sees some guy, uh, some guy to get some weapons as well, doesn't he? The, yeah. The guy from Predator. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite a cool scene. Just so, randomly put just in Randomly there. popped in there. See Adam for the day and he was like, yeah, I'll do um, an hour shooting with you. But that's the other, only other dude in the movie and you think. Yeah. That's what, is it is it in a book is it in it's like where is it set and it's like even he forges an axe who forges <laughs> yeah. an axe i love that little montage scene it's so weird but this is again it's like i, I kind of like the film but then there's and then i can they kind of i can see the way the film had pulled bits out from other films and like kind of not homage but obviously this person that made the movie is has taken inspiration from other little bits of other movies, and I get it completely. But yeah, the axe bit was fucking, fucking great. It's just fucking bizarre. Yeah. And he just wields this big silver axe on his back, and he just starts hunting down fuck pig scratch and scab <laughs> first, and he and he he gets his has his way with them. Enjoy that. Enjoy those scenes. Bloody hell. I think again. I I again. I was expecting a little bit more because it kind of seemed a bit too easy how he's taking them out. I don't know. Well, he's, you learn at the beginning he's a lumberjack, so he's mm. obviously really strong. Yeah, and he's good with an axe. <laughs> and he's Ghost Rider, and so. Yeah. And he's in Con Air. So yeah. he can kick anyone's ass, as far as I can see. Con Air, what a movie. <laughs> yeah, he does seem to have some own unho- unholy strength <laughs> yeah. in him to be able to off these people. And he takes. And then it's just literally him just taking his revenge out one by one by one on all these mm. um, on all these people that are involved in the burning of his wife. That's the thing, it's like after. It's almost like a computer game, and it's funny. This brings me on to another thing. There is talks apparently of making an eight-bit Mandy game, and, and, and I saw I that. And I was like, saw that. Oh, that make amazing because he's kind of like you have to beat these guys before you get to the boss. But I was like, after you've killed the scab and all that dudes, it's going to be easy from then on because the other guys. There's probably one guy that's quite big and hefty that he has to. But that fight, was a chainsaw fight. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, they've basically gone right. We need a chainsaw fight, but we don't want to stand a chainsaw fight. We want the biggest chainsaw you can find fight. 
which is great, you know, it totally <laughs> reminded me of, like, this is why I said about the homage or nods to other films or whatever, because there's a lot to Evil Dead, I think, like, massively with, you know, the bit that where he's kind of driving the bike and there's the red behind him in the trees and stuff, and it's just, like, it's really cleverly shot and, like, lit. It's really, really good. Yeah. Really good bits in it. What world is he in? Is he in... Is he in a book? A strain, a fairy isn't tale, a story? Yeah, it's Is strange. it real... It's, it's just bizarre. It it's just, really you strange. just don't know where this film is set and they're probably going to make another one because it's just bonkers. That's another thing. It's just I don't know if it's him on this acid taking a mad, mad trip because, again, she's reading some kind of weird book, isn't she? About a mystical kind of quest type thing. And it's whether he's taking things from that and he's just making this whole make-believe place. But it's a, it's a strange film. And it's, it's interesting, but... And at the same time, it's a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit weird. So both our movies this week, a bit weird, but very worth go, worth going to watch. Oh, I definitely recommend watching both without doubt. I mean, what would you rate this one? Um, I'd probably go a little lower than than the possible. I enjoyed possible a bit more. I'd probably say five out of ten, just half and half. Really, I don't know where I sit. I'm on the fence with this one massively. Yeah, because I'm like half of me says I love these bits. That's awesome. Half of me goes, it, the storyline was a bit too weird. And, and kind of when it gets past those three kind of biker dudes, it kind of tails off a bit for me. And, and then it slowed down again. And it didn't really crescendo at the end. And I don't know whether I wanted that. Films shouldn't it shouldn't have to be like the best ending ever. I'm not saying that. But it just kind of tailed off for me. And I was like, it's all a bit easy for him after this. <laughs> and it's just like... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he almost strange. took the end bosses out first. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, really. I don't know if they're... You know, I wasn't expecting no Hollywood kind of massive big budget thing. I'm, I'm totally on the fence with this one. 50-50, five, five, out of five, 5 out of 10 for me. I gave it a 5 out of 10 as well. Oh, five out of 10 as well. Yeah, I, I thought mean, the maybe same. on a second watch, maybe I might change my mind. I just didn't... I mean? Just The slowness irritated me at the beginning. That was it, Yeah, really. And it didn't go as like it wasn't as groundbreaking, you know. It had a, like a lot of inspirations. It felt like a shot, horror, well yeah. acted, you know, well, just a well acted. I, I couldn't batshit crazy. I couldn't give it any points for acting because there was, you know, right. nothing in there really. Oh, okay, for me, there was nothing in there. I from, apart from fuck pig, he's <laughs> <laughs> your favourite. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there you go. That's our um, main review this week. And I guess now we've got to move on to something to scream about. Our favourite 90s horror. Oh, am I going first, am I? No, no. Well, before we start talking about the movies that we've yeah, picked... go on, go on. Because I did a, did a lot of research, but I didn't need to, really. I mean, this is my one of my eras, I think. I was a teenager in the, in the 90s, so I was, you know... This is when I was really sort of coming into horror, I think. I'd done my sleepovers when I was a kid now, and sort of like 
that maturing with the I'm, boys i'm starting to like really boys. sort of find my way in sort of movies and stuff like that okay and the 90s for me it breaks into three parts you get the sort of hangover from the 80s to start with mm-hmm. and you get a beautiful start to it where you get the likes of nightbreed and science of the lambs jacob's ladder and people under the stairs the early 90s great great movies and then you get this whole thing in the middle which is around these teenage slasher movies again but they're really focused on the sort of appealing to an audience i think of young males who yeah, want to see girls of, with big boobs and it's it, almost uh, like this kind of like catchment and like almost like a pr person's just come in marketing have come in and gone right we need these sort of people watching these sort of movies this market is massive at the moment young kids want to go and watch horror but we can't make it an 18 has to be like bubblegum horror like you just said well they were 18s Scream was 18. Scream was 18. I'm not saying about Scream. I'm saying about all the crap that came after it. Yeah, Urban Legend. I know it did last summer. Bloody Valentine. All those sorts of things. They were sort of nodding to the early 80s slasher movie, but I don't know. It it felt a little bit different. I'm not saying some of it was good. Some of it was fucking awful. Most of it was awful. Yeah. And then you had, had like, the closing of the 90s, which was, like, Blair Witch, uh, Sixth Sense, which... I don't know if that was the introduction of M. Night Shyamalan, but that was just fucking a great end to the 90s. It almost kind of took a twist because it was almost... The kind of horror element got kind of left by the wayside a little bit, and then all these kind of thriller-type horror element movies started coming out. Yeah. So it it had to have a better storyline and lost its kind of horror side of it. But Hmm. you got, running through it, this whole upsurgence of, like... um, Asian horrors like Ringu, The yeah. Grudge, Jewel. Audition, for whatever everyone loves Audition, mm. but you know Lady Vengeance and all that sort of stuff. So it's just a really interesting era. I mean, yeah. we love the eighties, but the nineties had some some interesting ones. We should oh, find out in our picks, definitely. but it's just it's it very it was a, kind of a cool had a cool moment, a couple of cool moments from yeah. horror. So go on, dude. What's We're your bad. What's your first one? So my first pick is a movie from 1996. So it's quite late in the 90s. Getting later is From Dust Till Dawn. Fucking great start. Now, this movie, I was really, really lucky enough. Because this is back in the day, obviously, when, you know, not everybody had phones and internet wasn't it still wasn't massive was it internet i mean you could go on it and stuff but not everybody had it on their hand in their hand there wasn't loads of twitter and loads of stuff like that and loads of social media so i had the pleasure of watching this film completely not really knowing what was going to happen do you know what I mean? I know exactly what I mean because you just sort of I so, don't know where I don't know how I watched this um I don't know how I found out about it yeah I think it's probably one of those things that is at a video store or you or somebody watched it first. I went to the first. cinema and watched it. Oh, you're lucky. I was a bit no, too I, young, probably. I was lucky enough to go and watch it at the cinema, but I knew that Quentin Tarantino was involved. I knew who obviously directed it and stuff like that, but I didn't know that it was going to go the way it was. Obviously, it follows like the two the two brothers, the, the Gecko brothers, and I just remember like watching it, and the start of it's so dark. Do you remember the bit with the where they've obviously like robbed a bank or something? They've got the clerk lady in the hotel room. Yeah. And like George Clooney's telling his brother, which is played by Quentin Tarantino, obviously he did the screenplay. He's in it and he's so good in it. He's so disgusting. He's this, so like, sleazy. He's so brilliant. horrible. And it's like 
it's like whatever you do don't do anything don't fuck up don't do don't don't mess around i'll be back in a minute with some food literally goes up comes back and he's just like blood all over the room and obviously his brother has killed this girl this but you woman. don't even see no the, what really you, happened to her you just you literally just flashes, see it? little <clears throat> flashes blood blood clothes like nothing just blood everywhere and him covered in blood and then basically the premise of the movie in a nutshell is obviously they they have these hostages which is christian family i mean the cast in this movie like i forgot how great it was you know you've got harvey Keitel, george clooney juliette lewis sam hayak danny Trejo, legend tom savini i know and then quentin himself yeah. you know you've got all these great actors don't forget Cheech. Oh, yeah, Cheech. Cheech and Sean, <laughs> Cheech yeah. with the... You got wild pussy. Wild pussy. <laughs> you find pussy anywhere else, cheaper? Fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, then they come across this kind of truck stop. They get there and the shit just goes off. <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to go into massive, like, you know, a lot of prob- probably people have gone out and seen it. The, the kills in this. I forgot how mental it is. Rewatched it, man. Yeah. There is... There is neck slicing there is eye pops there's arms being ripped off ripped off there's neck twists there's the band explodes there's like bodies going everywhere there's a a crucify a crucifix shotgun oh there's the holy water (laughs) water bombs bombs, yeah holy water there's a holy water pistol water (laughs) pistol there's just oh my god the amount of blood the amount of kills there's 121 kills in this movie there's a had to look it up doesn't Tom Savini play a guy called Sex Machine? Sex Machine, yeah. And he's got a gun built into his groin. Oh, it's just fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's batshit crazy, but the, the... It's funny. It's clever. It's, it's just Tarantino. Uh, total to total homage. Um, it's obviously the, the cast, it, you know, is, is brilliant. It's just like... And obviously, um, it was wrote by a guy that you've met, Robert Kurtzman. So, yeah. Which is a true legend. And we got to talk to him about it, didn't we? When yeah. We there. And the effects on this are brilliant. When I was watching it back, I thought, I can't, I, I totally forgot how good the effects were on this movie. Fantastic. What a movie. It's just brilliant. Everything about it, you know, just everything. Brilliant yeah. film. I love this movie, so I'm happy that you picked it. This is, uh, yeah, I, I would have loved to have picked that one. So, yeah, jealous. Good pick. Good pick. Well, that's crazy then. So you start with 1996. I'm going to start my first one, 1996 as well then. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go for 1996 Scream. Wes That'd Craven's be... back with his teen slasher movies. What a way to come back though, eh? Oh. What, when you thought he's dead in the water, just comes back and smashes it. I mean, this movie, like, it was just so important to me for horror. Mm. Like, I think, I, not I've fallen out of love, but I just hadn't watched anything that really sort of encapsulated my sort of love from horror until I sort of sort sat down and and watched this movie and that's I took my my favorite scene in in one of the horror is just that introduction with um the the back and forward between the killers and and uh Drew Barrymore's character mm. and you get this the synonymous line what's your favorite scary movie yeah and there's some brilliant. I always do it at work. Yeah, I think I said that before. Everyone must have like used that line again and again. Well, it might just so be me, but I just used it as well it. back then as well when it came out. I bet loads of people were getting that call. But she does a great thing. I love the little horror quiz she does on the telephone as well, and she mm. gets it right. So yeah, that's there's some good good scenes in this, and I think what I loved 
most of it was the the poster. I love that white poster um, with Drew Barrymore's sort of face and mm-hmm. the red screen letters. Yeah. I always love that. I love that. Classic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's a great always poster. Of the video store and in the window for about a year. Yeah, <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. And then you had, obviously, Ghostface, which is... Because you didn't really have... All those kind of, like, killers were kind of, de- like, gone, weren't they? And there wasn't really any more kind of, like, franchise killers. And it was just, like, you know, people to dress up as at Halloween. No, you like you said, you had the Nightmare on Elm Street, so you had your Freddy, you had your Jason. Like, they, that, and that's and you, done. You, there was done no, that. Nobody knew. And then suddenly you had Ghostface, and mm. it was, I had I had the costume. I used to dress up yeah, like it every, uh, every Halloween, <laughs> run around uh, level three in my... Uh, <laughs> Which was a club that we used to go to. <laughs> in, my, uh, in my costume. Love that costume. Brilliant. Cool. I absolutely love that. It's a great franchise. It's had it spawned like four movies. Mm. And it has obviously recently had the TV show as well, which yeah. I started watching, which yeah. is actually really, really good. Cool. And, you know, Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox, Dave Arquette, those sort of... I didn't really... I, I, I read recently, I didn't even know this, but originally, um, Drew Barrymore was meant to be Sydney. Yes. Yeah, and she basically had other engagements with other stuff, and she said, look, but I really want to be in a movie, and that's why she got put in that bit. And fucking hell, didn't she do a great yeah. job? So clever though. The marketing around that is just so clever. Because you thought it was all about yeah. Drew Barrymore, and it, I, and it I, wasn't. I didn't have a clue. Again, it wasn't like again, the internet wasn't massive. Nobody. It was all here. It was all talk. You know, talking about yeah. after the film. So I went and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that can't be right. Surely this is a flashback." What? And I was like, "What the hell? So clever." Yeah, it's really, really clever, and yeah, I just absolutely twist it. clever twist is brilliant like the you didn't see that i didn't see right, that coming the first time i watched it matthew lillard and the other dude i can't remember his name yeah. i don't think the other dude's been much much oh, matthew... skeet skeet uh, oh rich skeet that's oh, rich. it skeet, oh, rich. yeah so God, it's got some deep cuts mate yeah we could just yeah, go and yeah. do a, we should just do a scream quiz but i think we should probably like do deep cuts into scream one day because no, i just that's... absolutely love it i could tear that film apart it's just absolutely brilliant yeah, a proper, a proper in love with that movie. It's just it's clever as well because it, it it's clever because it brought it back, but it also with all the people that went to watch it, it kind of made a connection because it again it's paid homage to a load of slasher movies and everything like that. But it really hit on the notes of horror fans as well as new fans. So it brought a new breed of fans, but it also satisfied a lot of the old fans. Yeah, and I like I like. I think like the two things that go in hand hand with me was like punk music and horror, right? Mm. So with punk music, um, I used to always like read the inlays, look at look at their who they who their influences yeah. were, then go and buy their album albums. So you listen to Real Big Fish, and you end up listening to find out they like Mustard Plug, and then they listen to Mustard Plug, Ooh, and you get now. Skank and Pickle. But with um, um, Scream in the in that movie, they mentioned so many horror movies. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up going out and buying those on VH, like VHS. So I had like Prom Night and cool. stuff, and all the ones with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it's Prom like, Night's awesome. Fucking ace, man. So yeah, really cool. And you learn yeah. and you learn the rules. This is yeah. when you learn the rules. So you just sort of literally broke the rules by telling everyone. <laughs> it was genius. I loved it. So yeah, that That's was my my it. pick. Nine nine six. Can't be that. That's brilliant. What you got then for the second one? So bro? my last one, and this is freaky. This is really freaky. It's a Wes Craven film. You mentioned it earlier. It's 1991's People Under the Stairs. Oh, I love that movie. This movie was just... It's one of those films. Went down to the video store. It was like, looked at the cover. 
weren't really that fussed about anything else. And it's like, obviously the day of the video store is gone, but it's one of those things where I, I probably went down and I probably went, oh, I'll, I'll get like, I don't know, Terminator 2 or something. <laughs> I don't like, but it's probably all out on loan because that was the way when it, you go down to the video short store, the big film that you want is probably always out on loan. So what did you do? You went and picked something else, right? So then I was like, well, what should I pick? That cover looks cool. Where's Craven? I kind of know who he is. Cool, I'll get that one. <laughs> and I just remember getting at home and watching it. And it was just so different. It wasn't like the standard stuff that I'd seen before. It wasn't like a standard teenage killer slasher movie. It wasn't like a zombie movie. It didn't. It kind of had. A, it was his own kind of thing. Do you know it's, what I mean? It, I think it's completely unique. Yeah, I mean, totally. I, I remember, like, for me, discovering that movie was all about um, discussions on sort of the playgrounds at school. Mm. It's like somebody like mentioned like yeah. Jacob's Ladder or and then all people under stairs. You know, oh Christ, yeah. I want to watch this people under the stairs. But the, even the title is own is like creepiest, but people under the stairs. Yeah. What the fuck? It just makes me want to. I need this film. Yeah. But the cover didn't give away anything, which is the weirdest thing really weird because I, I just got it i thought give it a go stick it in the vcr and i was just blown away because it obviously follows like a little boy which is again weird because not a lot of movies centers around the character as being a, a young boy which was the same around probably the same age as me then yeah uh which which was his name was fool and, it and it's his 13th birthday which is quite cool 13 and he just they go to this house he goes with these other two dudes that are much, much older. But they need a guy that can get, they need a kid that can get through like the dog flap. Yeah. So they can rob this house. So they get to the house. All three of them get in. I can't remember totally. And then they get stuck in there. And then the owners of the house come home, which is the weirdest thing ever. Because the two owners of the house, they're actually brother and sister, but they're like they act like they're married, which is really weird. Which is really off-putting and you're like what the hell they're creepy as hell they're weird as well but they're only referred they don't actually have names they're only referred to as man and woman yeah that's just really weird <laughs> i just remember that being really weird i don't know i've got kind of names so anyway this little kid goes in which is full and he kind of like gets into this room and he finds a girl and she's like locked away in this room and it's the the, the couple's daughter so there's some freaky shit going on here, which is really bit weird. of incest. It's not you know whatever. Um, but the whole thing centers around this house. It's really cleverly shot because it's all shot in this one massive house, and obviously they're trying to get out of the house. So it's instead of a home invasion, it's, it's like we've got to get out of this house. And then all this, I'm not going to go into it like massively, into plot spoilers and everything. But there's some great characters in there. You, there's this guy that lives in the walls that runs away from the family called Roach. Yeah. That's had his tongue cut out so he can't talk. I fucking love Roach. And he's just running around and they can't catch him. The couple can't catch him because he's in the lives in the walls. <laughs> he just keeps house. popping out. I love it. Yeah. Such a great movie. I'm not going to talk about it at the end because I just think you should go out and watch it. But the one thing I read up on this, which is really, I didn't even know this, but Wes Craven was inspired to write this because of a real life story he read about that two burglars burgled a house. And when the cops arrived to the house, the guys had disappeared. What they found was all these like children locked behind these doors that had never been allowed to go outside. But they didn't find the burglars. The, I don't know whether they'd run away or they something else had gone, but yeah. they literally found this house with just loads of like children behind doors that were 
obviously their parents owned the house, but they were never let outside. Like, it's just crazy. I just thought that he obviously read it. I thought I'm going to make a story about that, but put this element into it. Um, and I thought it's really, uh, it's just a great movie. And also the fact that I had a kid that was the same age as me, I could relate to it more as well. Yeah, you so, love your kid movies as well, don't you? Well, I was a kid, <laughs> so I could relate to it more rather than seeing a bunch of teenagers standard thing. Yeah, I know, you know what I mean. It's just like I could relate to it more because it was like. Oh, this sort is of like cool. the Monster Squad and all mm. that sort of stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. Man. You know I, I mean? think it's I loved like, about it. It's such a great movie. I bought, I bought it on Blu-ray and I, lo- I love it. I, I absolutely love that what, film. This week? One of, no, no, no. I've had it for oh, quite okay. a while. But I'll nick that off you. Yeah, you can it, man. Yeah, no worries. But yeah, that's like one of my favourite Wes Craven movies. Oh, I'm so glad you picked that one. Yeah, I love it. I've that in ages. So I picked one. On. My second pick is um, from the early, early 90s, 91. Yeah. Um, and it's Science of the Lambs. How weird. That's 91 as well. Yeah, know, so, like, cool. what a connection. <laughs> that is crazy. Science of the Lambs, again, is one of those ones where it's talked about and you sort of, like, it's that forbidden fruit. You can really watch it. You, that was one of the ones probably where your parents would, that be a no. That'd yeah, be a strict no. Up, no. So I know that this I... This was full on, like, yeah. 18, 18. Like, yeah. R-rated. R-rated. And you can see why. Oh, yeah. You can 100%. see why some of the bits in it. But, like... The reason I love this so much, right? I remember when I first watched it. Yeah. Is that a sleepover? But I think it was like I was about 13, 14. So it's about maybe, I don't know, 90, 94, I reckon. So a couple of years after it had been out, it took yeah. me a while to sort of sit down Would've and be able to watch VHS, it. Yeah, unless it was a dodgy copy. Yeah. But it was a great sleepover. There's only like a couple of us around there. And we, and we How got, many of you? It was about three. Three young boys? No, there's four of us. Four young now, boys. Now, the reason I remember this, this night so much is because that night we actually did, um, we watched we watched Science of Lambs and we actually ended up doing a Ouija board. Really? Yeah, it's his birthday, this dude called um, Keith. And, um, oh, Keith. Good old Keith. And Crazy we Keith. We ended up doing a Ouija board. like, And um, for years I've, I've always thought that it worked. And I still really? think it did. Yeah. Were, but obviously like one of the kids moved it what did you ask it do you remember just the standard stuff like you know we we had it someone had made it so it was like a made board had all the bits on really? yes, no, and we had the glass in the middle and we did this north south east west everything we used to do no i wouldn't touch that with a barge board yeah i've got one i've got the spirit still following me around now because we just as soon as we saw the glass move we sort of broke the circle ran out the room <laughs> like little, little scared little kids Fucking yeah! So that was a, it. Was just a memorable night from that, um, from the Ouija board. But Silence of the Lands is brilliant. Mm. It's um, dark and twisted, and Anthony Hopkins has this. This is great lines, obviously, that people remember from it. Yeah, like you know the whole. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, the mask. His mask is fucking brilliant. Oh, yeah. Um, the level of gore, the unexpected. Because it's so calm with Jodie yeah. Foster as well in it, and obviously it's it's about a film about you know get a killer to catch a killer. So he's a psychopath, sure. but he's just you know he's he's a doctor, and it's like he could help perhaps catch. But was it Buffalo Bill? Yeah, Buffalo Bill. That's right. And uh, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that's one of the reasons why I picked this movie. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'll go to that in a minute. But you've got this creepy Hannibal Lecter, who's sort of just like a doctor, but he's just he's been put away because he's a cannibal he's, he eats people and he's been caught 
I mean, there's loads. Obviously, history is quite old, and which is great because mm. you it spawned other movies to be able to see sort of what happened, his journey to getting incarcerated. Have you watched the TV series, by the way? Yeah, Hannibal. I've just started. I've heard nothing but good things about Matt, it. Just, Matt's milk thing. Freaking. It's one awesome. of those things I just need to get on. Yeah, the the yeah it encapsulates him brilliantly. The whole the the eating side of it and the food is yeah. really really interesting because he is like you know psychiatrist at the end of the day so mm. it's really and he's really clever but anyway so i just got to talk about my favorite two scenes in this go for it so one is when he escapes and he does that and you see the scene where he hangs that guard up yeah man, and how did he do that he must have some <sighs> super strength god knows but he gets out and he puts the guard's face on him as oh well. yeah yeah oh it's just nuts but it's just the, see, are you, that scene that scene sticks with you yeah. Where you see the guard just strung up with his see, this was, insides this, out. This was a bit different for me because I watched it down a friend's house who owned it a couple of doors down from me. And I think because of talking to people at school about it, I knew a lot of it before I even watched it, which was weird. Because this was different for me. That was what, what happened. Is like Everybody's talking about this one scene and this scene. And oh my God, this is a bit and this bit is crazy and no, you've never seen sort of this sort of shit on TV, on films before. No, this was like a whole pushing the boundaries, a whole different it? level of like horror, I think. Violent horror. Yeah, and it's like that psychopath sort of horror. Yeah, so it's long. almost like they takes away the supernatural element and becomes a bit oh, yeah, more real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Too and, real, isn't it? It's, mm, this could be real. This, this, it's. It, what do you mean? Could be real? It has happened. People have eaten people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you've got Buffalo Bill, <laughs> old Woody Harrelson. Brilliant. Um, and you have and this little dog, yeah. And he got this, and he's obviously got someone down a well. That he's sort of feeding, mm. but he's fucking weird. And there's this scene where, <laughs> where he's you're gonna go there, he's, yeah. I'm gonna go there. Where he's sort of dressed up in woman's clothing, and he um he puts his cock and balls. He does the old cock and balls through the back of the legs, <laughs> and he sort of like does this weird little dance, this fluty little dance. And right? obviously, if you're a bloke and you've been on a stag party and you've had a few beers, there are a couple of people out there that do that. Don't know any of them. <laughs> Don't know any of them. <laughs> Damn. Um, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> but he does this weird little fluty dance, and he's it's just, and he does. You see it. It's so freaky. And he, he obviously makes himself look like he's got cock and balls. <laughs> so weird isn't it but, the but reason, that everybody's talking about at school yeah the reason I love this is because they parody it in um, Clerks 2 oh and yeah and Jay yeah, yeah. does it and he yeah. goes would you fuck me <laughs> and he puts the lip balm on and he dies <laughs> the lip balm I forgot about the lip balm so I love that it's oh. so creepy I love it so much so yeah <laughs> That's um so yeah that's that takes that shows you my sense of humor and my dark my darkness. It's, it's, give me a film with um, you know Woody Harrison doing that. Woody yeah. Harrison with cock and balls for the crack of his legs and and I'm sold. Yeah, fucking love Silence of the Lambs. Excellent. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but so this was fun. Nineties is is not bad. Yeah, but I mean, doing a bit more research on it, and I was like, obviously top one hundred, top. You know, it didn't seem like there was that much. Like, and, and like as in vast amounts compared to like the 80s they were churning them out you know whether they're good or bad whatever but this it just didn't seem like there was much from the 90s that i went oh god i remember that one oh i remember that one do you know what i mean it was just like pretty mainstream stuff and then a little bit foul by the wayside there wasn't a lot of independent stuff that kind of came out 
we feel yeah like maybe we need to do a bit more of um because i was looking at deeper lists there were some there were a few but there wasn't a hell of a lot do you know what i mean yeah, I mean, we'll move on to our... So, you know, we, we love that you guys get involved. Yeah. We're, like, this is, like, our favourite bit. Yeah, to, like, definitely. read out what you guys actually... Still haven't had an email yet. <laughs> I still haven't had an email yet. But, yeah, but you guys get involved on Instagram, Twitter, and um, Facebook. So, which is great. Which is ace. And we just love actually reading them and, and reading them out. So, thank you for sending them in. So, I'm going to read out what you guys have got. Guys have said. So, we've got our old mate, Geordie Paul who agrees with you from Dust Till Dawn, and he said Misery and Tremors. Classic. Fucking Misery's ace. Yeah, he touched on that when he was here last time, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, and the old Kevin Bacon. Love it. And the guy hasn't contacted us before, so that's pretty cool. So on Instagram, Barden Jean Baptiste has said Bram Stoker's Dracula, which, yeah, I, I love it. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. And he's put E. Ischel de Jacob, which... We had to look up. Yeah, is Jacob's ladder? Well, I kind of like <laughs> figured it out by yeah. the Jacob bit, but <laughs> so that's pretty fucking. But yeah, totally agree with that. Jacob's ladder's ace. Um, yeah, Tim Robbins, fucking brilliant in it. Brain Dead, which I forgot was even in the nineties. Yeah, fucking ace. I brilliant. thought that was eighties. So yeah, Brain Dead was like ninety two, I think. Peter Jackson, fucking brilliant film. I love that. Never got any. But he said Candyman as well. Candyman. See, I was gonna go with Candyman. <sighs> And I was good. I I was that close to picking Stir of Echoes as well because I really like that. That nineties. Yeah. Oh fucking hell, that was freaky. I was that close to picking it because I went to cinema and watched Stir of Echoes. Yeah, I, did. I really liked it. Really yeah, that's twist. a good one. That is. You should go and watch it if you can find it. Candyman will definitely be one of the movies that we do at some stage. So that's quality. Mm. Um, Harry just brought out a nice package of Candyman. Yeah. Really nice. Moving on to um, Facebook, um, Carl Pleasant has said Event Horizon. Yeah, we talked about awesome. that a couple of episodes ago. It's wow, great sci-fi gory horror. As well. yeah. Rich Harris said, um, Greasy again, everyone loving the from, from Dust Till Dawn. And he said, It's definitely a horror, and it's got vampires, gore, and Indian burial grounds. So it's definitely a horror. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Totally agree. Absolutely. Leon D'Antonio from the Boo Crew um, said, He's got to give us a list. Yep, yeah, Candyman, Exodus Free. Yep, totally agree with that. A lot that. of people love that. Yeah. Not Exist 2, but Exodus 3. Um, Event Horizon, Scream, Silence of the Lambs. He's oh, got a list here. Seven. Great movie. Love that movie. Army of Darkness, The Sixth Sense, and The Blair Witch Project. All great picks. Great. And then Katie Cartner said, Scream from Dust Till Dawn, Silence of the Lambs, and I'll allow it, Kate, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, it is a horror. Yeah, it's Tim Burton in it. Grant Warwick on, as I said, Sixth Sense. Now Grant was the dude that I went to sleepovers with when I was a kid. Oh, was it? Oh, and, okay. Uh, One of the three young can, boys. Yeah, can, uh, we watched Charles play. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that's so cool. The fact that he, he had never got involved before, so that's pretty fucking cool. So yeah, Sixth Sense still can't go for a wee at night without turning all the lights on. <laughs> Bless him. <Yeah. laughs> and then on Twitter. Yeah, a podcast get in contact and he said Candyman yeah yep. again great choice and then Dave Jill which that's not your real name by the way I know who you are um, it said Jacob's Ladder known it is as close to the 80s as possible respect at the other end of this decade he said there's Ringu other than that scream and then he said the 90s was pretty bad yeah, we disagree 
Dave, and I'll be having a having a <laughs> word, right. having a word yeah, because there was some actually great. There were some great things that come out of So that's something to scream about. If my pick in it, I, I think so. Did I pick the last one up? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go get a good one. We're gonna have to update. We are definitely updating the box next week. Okay. Cool. Let's see what I get. Go for it. Our favorite slasher movie. Ooh, that's I'm like, that's fucking one. cool. Yeah, keep that one. Favorite slasher Great. movie. Awesome. I'll look, I'll look forward to that. Okay, and now we're going into our mood from the vault. So, obviously, I picked it's the Ghoulies. from 1984 I'll do a little synopsis only a short one a young man and his girlfriend move into an old mansion home where he becomes possessed by desire to control ancient demons where should we start have you seen this movie before right I went in thinking that I hadn't okay and I still don't know if I have or not I sort of remember it. It reminds me of like nearly every every eighties horror movie I've ever seen. Yeah. So it's it's possible. It's like that, isn't it? Yeah. There it's... are bits that. Yeah, I would see. I can totally see. So why. I don't know if it's like I've, I don't know if I've seen Puppet Master. If it reminds me of Puppet Master, reminds me of Demonic Toys, reminds me of like. There's a couple of other ones that are like similar. Okay. But I, I don't know. I still don't know if I've seen. <laughs> I still don't know if I've seen it before. But I don't care. Brilliant. I fucking loved it. Brilliant. I absolutely fucking loved it. I, I watched it again. You need to watch it with the commentary on. It's awesome. I really, uh, really the commentary. Good. Oh yeah, Christ! Yeah. I realised that I, I have a thing for puppets. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Not in that way. All right. Not okay. in a sex way. But just. Um, <laughs> Sorry if we said dolls for a minute. <laughs> but I just like, like. There's something about them, isn't there? It's just yeah. like the, the, the whole creature feature thing. Where it was back in the day, when it was like, clearly controlled by people. But then just the way they're made and the way they look are just so clever. And it's just like back when things were so stripped back and you didn't have loads of CGI and it could, oh, we can do that in a heartbeat and all this stuff. We can edge that out and do this and fluff that up. It was just raw. Someone, it's raw. When you get a hand up a, guy, up a puppet, it's just something genius about it. <laughs> you know? Give me practical effects all day, all day long. Yeah. All right? Some beavers, yes. Critters, yes. Demonic toys, yes. Puppet Gremlins, master, yes. Gremlins, all of all those. Day. Fucking genius. And yeah. this was just one of the cream of the crop, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's it's this has got a special place in my heart because I must have rented. God knows how many times me and my sister rented this from the shop, and it's like just just remember the cover going in there. And I've talked about it before, like it, one of our shop was. Our video shop was in a um, petrol station and we went in and there it was the picture of this kind of like alien ghoul kind of looking thing out of the toilet. That's the one I want. Dad, we're getting that one. <laughs> and then like literally got it back. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's just like... So let's talk about the fucking videos yeah. then, dude. So, yeah, well, I mean, the acting in this is um, a little bit ropey. <laughs> Yeah, the acting is typically eighties, but again, Ooh. it's the it's the class of Newcomb High School of acting. Yeah, just so not what, not as bad. I but... don't. Yeah, not as bad. But I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. So the acting can do one. 
do one. It doesn't matter with this sort of movie. It works. Go straight in there. Like, literally, first scene is, like, some kind of, like, ritual kind of thing. I just love this bit. And it's just, like... And the effects on this, where... We're going to talk spoilers, obviously. Where one of the characters is kind of having, like, a chest burst scene. Yeah. And it's, it's really good. good. Isn't it? Yeah. For like, like, the, huh. like the music that was running through it all. Yeah. It's proper 80s synth as oh, well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking like, great. It's, 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 yeah, it's an interesting soundtrack, isn't it? It's like almost you can see the like the ghoulies kind of running along to the music. Dun, 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 dun. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Is it, it's not Danny Elfman that does the no, music. No, it's it's not, sound, it bloody remember. hell. It sounds yeah. fucking close. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like the music. It's cool. It's kind of funny as well. It's, like, it's got a little, little yeah. light edge to it as well. And, and it's like. It's really clever. I like that. But yeah, the chest, that chest burst is like straight out aliens, kind of like really good effects. Yeah. I thought really, really good effects on that. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely um, loved it. Yeah, and then, then you kind of like, obviously it gets to, that's back in the day and it's a bit of a time jump and this guy's inherited this nice big mansion that's kind of decrepit. I found his leap into rituals very interesting. <laughs> very quick. Very quick. Yeah. I want to move this story on. It really did. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you go I into a, that, if you go into a house party, I mean, you know, a lot oh, of people, mate, play, a lot of people play to Boggle. Gone to this house party. Yeah, they have a good house, a proper cheesy eighties house party with with shirt guy who's got like you know, but barely two buttons done up. And he's oh, the yeah. cool guy. Weird. Like but a, a really poor man's Alvis. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're having a house party, yeah. and you might play boggle or or charades. They yeah. they mention charades. One so the that goes, well, goes. Why don't we try a ritual? Yeah. Our next house party that we have, but, I but, might bring that up and but, see. Before we get to this part, you forgot about the stoner doing the Russian dancing. Now that scene was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? He's just on He's the on the floor, Russian dancing. Joints falling out of his jacket and. And money's going all over. Doing the a headstand. Headstands. Brilliant. Crazy dancing. Yeah. They're it. loving it though. They're having a good that life is good. This is the eighties, isn't it? You know. What it's nineteen eighty four, so you know, times were good. Time have no worries. Good. Loads of money. <laughs> loads of parties. So so yeah, they do this ritual to start with. It somehow yeah. gets and it's you know, he's tell, he tells them all to shut up, doesn't he? It's just like it's well laggy, doesn't he? He looks like he's a bit, he's a bit like you. If you if you were trying to if you were trying to like concentrate do, on something, it's like it's your idea at a house party, yeah. and you said it. Say if it was a New Year's Eve yeah. party, and I'm cooking sausages <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, you might and get a bit taking the piss, aggressive, get a bit angry. So you reminded me a little bit out. of you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. I like the little ritual scene to get yeah. in for no reason whatsoever. Mm. Just decided to pick up a book and let's do a ritual. Yeah, you, you get the feeling he might have had an inkling. It's a bit. It's a, it's a bit like. Amateurville, like the house is kind of taking him over a little bit i mean that's probably why it goes a bit faster because that that's obviously he feels drawn to this house and drawn to this book and drawn to do these things so it's like he's been pulled into it there is that certain there is a i think we're knocking a little bit on the story but there is a storyline in there yeah definitely yeah, but yeah. It's, it's genius i mean yeah. he you know he tells his girlfriend he's going to give up college and he's going to do the house up and she's like what <laughs> and he, he's like she's that like she's... she's like no you're going to school you'll be getting a good job I want to do nothing yeah. but you know he gets away with it he's like no I'm doing the house up it's my house 
So that was it, done. And that's gonna... where it goes fully into it, isn't it? Well, he gets a little bit of a montage, cleans it all up a little bit, makes it look pretty... Get some robes. Get some robes. And he, yeah, he's in, he's in the basement suddenly doing doing rituals. Full on. And I love how he's trying to hide it from her. Yeah. It's sort of like... And she catches him at one stage. Mm. Do you remember that? Yeah. She comes downstairs. What would you... What would Kate do? My wife. So you, Yeah, your wife. Like So you, she comes home from work and you're in the front room in a robe <laughs> doing a ritual something demon yeah she'd be a bit do you worried. think she'd be weirded out she'd be a bit worried yeah so she is worried yeah. <laughs> don't tell her <laughs> <laughs> so that was good so they have a little bit of an argument about it I can't remember if I'm jumping too far too far ahead Both. was the scene the rape scene I don't know if it's because it wasn't a rape scene, rape scene. no it wasn't no, a rape scene was... but he tried to have sex with it's her it's kind of a weird it's a weird a, one yeah, but he tried like... to have sex with her above this thing that he drew underneath like a pentagram, the bed. pentagram, isn't it? Like they're summoning something or doing yeah. something. I don't know whether he's trying to... I did jump ahead too far. The dwarves. I love their names, though. <laughs> Grizzle and the other one, just because she's a little a little bit fat. She's called Greedy Gut. Yeah. The little magic... Yeah, so he summons these... Mystical dwarves. You know, little people. <laughs> and, and literally, yeah, it's so weird. And he's like... They're like, now he's their kind of boss isn't he and he's like right you'll help me i need my girlfriend to basically be in love with me and they kind of enchant her to to kind of do whatever he says because he kind of needs her doesn't he yeah they use the dwarf magic yeah and um that's when it's this but no. he is trying to get busy with her it doesn't it doesn't happen yeah, that's beforehand, isn't it? And then he summons a dwarf. Yeah, because they're watching it. All the little ghoulies are like, watching on the bed yeah, as well. To make sure they're all perving on them, trying to, trying to have sex. Right at the end of the bed as well. Like, <laughs> they're really like, obvious. Yeah. Obviously, they've got to be because they've got puppets, but then they've got, their, they've got the, you know, the drawing or the ritual yeah. thing underneath the bed. Yeah. And then she, doesn't she realise that something odd's happening? Yeah. Because he starts... Um, summoning sa- saying words, kind of words. Why it's, as he's trying to yeah. you know get busy he's saying words and she's like what are you saying you're, you're uh, doing it again is that, is that like are we having sex talk <laughs> no I'm no. just doing some spells why why we're having <laughs> sex and she leans over the bed and sees the symbols on the floor it's like what right. you're going to do another stop all these rituals whenever I get in a relation, you know if, a relationship where that conversation comes up. <laughs> will you stop doing rituals? <laughs> Just stop it, will you? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. He's a handsome guy, though, you know. So she, yeah, he was she, a handsome she guy. Comes back. So anyway, yeah, so, so she comes back and then they put this kind of love spell over her, don't they, where she's just then controlled by him. And then that's it. That's the thing that you that, that makes him feel right. I've got to have another house party. I've got to have another house party, a dinner party, and invites the previous guests that were at the party back so we've got these characters to come back to the dinner party now this scene is wow weird i loved it though so again it's brilliant because they're all wearing like different sunglasses aren't they yeah he makes them he makes them wear different sunglasses why do you think they're wearing sunglasses it's weird isn't it it's like that... do you think it's because like they they obviously can't see the ghoulies or the the beasts and stuff because they're just they're like and they've got they're acting all normal they're on the table but they're in the food and they're on the table he's enchanted the glasses so mm. that they can't see anything that's yeah. what i had to lay on it yeah that's yeah. what i had to guess okay but he you know he drugs them makes them do a ritual then gets them all back to dinner yeah it's, that's clever that bit i quite like that bit it's like 
they're kind of all toasting and then split. They're all face to face doing this whole ritual. And I love this bit because it's like demon, aren't they? Which is no, they're, they're trying to. He's trying to raise. They're trying to raise raise the dead. Like raise the dead. dead raise this dead guy, and that's what he was the one you mentioned earlier that was yeah. in the original scene. He was the original powerful wizard. We're gonna call it a wizard, wizard? stroke. Demon summoner, something like that. But um, he ends up coming back to life, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's like, "That's cool." When he busts out that grave, it looks like yeah. he's all like wow zombified. I thought the effects on that was really cool. I really like that. But at the same time, um, our main dude has got like these really fucked up green eyes, isn't he? Yeah. The contacts of they have to met the contacts are just fucked up. They're co- they are real contacts. Apparently. Yeah, but they're like doolally. Yeah, because one eye's up there and one eye's down there. <laughs> it's so weird. But it's weird though, isn't it? Because yeah, it looks weird. apparently you had to wear them in the, the back in those days. They were glass, weren't they? They were like really bad, yeah, for your eyes and stuff. But yeah, they look yeah, bad. it's crazy. You get this guy come back who's actually the actually the real powerful summoner mm. and he summons the ghoulies back to him Yeah, um, yeah. to do his bidding because he's, he's the real one. And then all this fucked up shit happens to all, to all the people. And this is when they start, like, you start getting the the, the killings, I suppose. Yeah. The ghoulies start killing. This is what I love. I love this. I remember when I was a kid remembering all these bits. Like, there's one scene that always sticks in my brain, which is the the clown bit. Obviously, everybody hates a clown. But there's yeah. this, like, clown mask and, like, well, cl- clown kind of figure sat on a rocking chair type thing. It's similar to the one out of... Well, Portgeist. Portgeist, yeah, 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 totally, and and obviously these the it comes alive and attacks this girl, but it's 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 a really cool scene because I love the fact that you're like, hang on, what's going on here? The face is all going weird, and then suddenly all this goo comes out of his eyes, and then suddenly this hand comes out the mouth. I know it turns into some it really into weird monster, which you never which, really see. Yeah, this is the weird thing I was going to talk to you about. You, I was like, this is interesting, and then you never see him again. Disappears. Yeah, it's like, it looks like the bit a big ghoulie. Yeah, like a big one. I love yeah. the name ghoulies. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> what do you call it. your ghoulie? Like, <laughs> it's another word for your knob <laughs> when you were a kid, <laughs> wasn't it? Kick you in the ghoulies. The balls, yeah. I'll kick you in the ghoulies. ghoulies. <laughs> yeah. The, um, but <laughs> what about the tranny trick? The what? The tranny trick. So there's a <laughs> there's a tranny trick in um, a famous one in Phantasm, but um, in this in this one, there's a tranny trick scene. Oh god, god! Where he like the guy. So the main, the, the guy main, that they summon from the dead. Yeah, comes in and he changes his form to a sexy lady. A sexy lady. Older sexy lady. An older sexy. A bit lady. older, isn't she? Yeah, and then he, she. Sort I love this bit. Comes on That's and quality. So, yeah, she, he gets tranny tricked. Yeah, so the Alvis dude comes down the stairs. After he's just been upstairs with his bird. The one who's just been eaten by the yeah. monster. Yeah. And he comes down and get a glass of water because he's a bit parched. And he sees his bird. He's like, "Oh, hello. Who are you?" So they get, they start. He starts getting it on with her. And I was like, "Hang on a minute. You're upstairs like with the other bird a minute ago. And now you're trying to all sexy granny." Yeah, he thinks he's getting well lucky. And then, it, like you know, what goes wrong for him then? Is it because she? Because <laughs> a good tongue in. She, yeah, he gets strangled by a tongue. I love that bit because yeah. he changes. Then he mid mid tongue comes out, starts strangling him, and it just changes back to the old. But it's it's clever because he's as time is going on, obviously he's getting more in his human form again. So he's going from being like a zombie back to being a a kind of like human form. He's getting back to his old state, which I thought I, I thought that was quite cool. I love this bit as well. 
The dwarves get involved as well, don't they? Yeah. It's great. A lot. What the dwarves do? When when they um basically the the stone guy <gasps> Yeah, I know what you're he, saying. He, go, he goes out to basically go and find his mate or whatever and he's just battered on the head. And they just drag him outside, don't they? Yeah, you've got these two people by the pool, uh, mm. by the um, like water feature, yeah. getting taken out by the green ghoulies. The little, little baby looking. Little baby weird alien, green alien looking ghoulies. Toilet goonies. Toilet goonies. And then the, stone, the stoners are sort of getting taken out by the dwarves. And it's clear, I like that bit because they, they think they're having a good old time because she's screaming out in the garden. But <laughs> in fact, they're getting murdered. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it's just like he one of them goes off to find a lighter, doesn't he? Battered over the head by yeah. one of the dwarves. Yeah, knock, knock, yeah, they knock him, knock him and, out. And then they, they start dragging him. Yeah, they drag him outside. But then it's weird. They go, they just go. There's one, and there's a, there's like a ghoulie sound, a bit of wood. So they, they go after him, batter him with a bit of wood, and put him in a bag. That scene was fucking like, brilliant. They, they were like arguing, grizzle and grizzled. Yeah. And She's uh, going, be quiet. And he's like, chap. And they're arguing. It's, uh, quite, it's the comedic value. Though. Yeah, and That's the, the little, little costumes are so the little hats. They're yeah. fantastic. And they grab a ghoulie and they chuck it at another guy and it eats his Yeah, they do the old cinema neck. trick, two for one. She oh. gets on, He gets on her shoulders, doesn't he? Yeah. And then it kind of like one of the guys comes in the room and they turn around and chuck a ghoulie on him. Yeah. They went through all that yeah, just to do that. So fucking weird. It's so weird. And then I love it. And then, don't forget the one, the flying ghoulie that comes out of the cupboard that looks like a bat. That's what I wanted. To, yeah, <laughs> I got to tell you about all the. So you've got so the different types of ghoulies we've got in this, um, is a green the green frog ghoulie because it comes out of the water. Yeah. There's a a monkey bear. <laughs> monkey bear. Yeah, monkey. I wrote monkey bear. Mole man, little moley, little mole one that comes yeah. out of the ground, and then I called the other one bat dude. Oh, the one that just comes flying out of the cupboard. Yeah, Yeah, so weird. It was so cool. I love those little. I love those little guys. I think they're brilliant. Yeah, I absolutely love this. This movie was brilliant. Great pick. Then it just uh, like comes to the end. I suppose when they when they're in the um, basement, and you find out obviously that before you go on, on. the scene with the ghoulie in the toilet. Yes, there's no need for that scene. Why? Well, it doesn't do anything. I like it. It comes out. Of I love it's it. Funny. I I think it's hilarious, and I think it's and it's it's a bit on the screen, but it's just like you realise that watching it, that he doesn't kill anyone. He yeah, just but this pops a, out of the toilet. Yeah, but that, that's the first thing. Like I'll get onto it later, but that, that's 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 creepy. It's saying like, watch out when you go to the toilet yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, go on and talk, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the I'll end. I just skipped it. That's why. Yeah, because you find out that this actual zombie dude they resurrected. Is actually his father, isn't it? Yeah. So he's come back to claim his throne, and then there's this this big like fight off at the end. Yeah. But then obviously we didn't cover it. There's a guy that takes care of the house that rescued the main guy. And rescued him as a baby. Yeah. Took him away and like, you know, basically and raised him. It goes weird again. Suddenly, just busts through the door in his robes. Yeah, he's a wizard now. He's a wizard. He's a tr- fully trained wizard, and it starts getting all Star Wars and shit, <laughs> like really bad, like, oh. like lightning. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're fighting lightning each other, and the whole house is like getting turned crumbling apart. down and tumbling. Yeah. yeah, but and then yeah, so they have a fight, and they're like, get out, get out. Yeah, so they they literally he like the main guy 
Jonathan runs like over to the bit where all his friends are dead, but they're, now they're all alive again. Yeah, so I don't know what's down. Somehow the smell is lifted, or yeah, and they grab. He takes the hoods off them, and and then they all run out of the house, and they're all like dazed. They all get in their cars and drive off. Uh, and and the funniest bit is the little dwarf people come out, and they're all way like almost waving them goodbye. They're like happy. You don't know really if they're good or bad because they're kind of rooting for. For, for Jonathan at the end because they, they kind of tell they, him don't they trust were, him they were starting to they wanted to, yeah I think they're just sla- they I think they're him. I think they're slaves yeah and so but they preferred him as a preferred him boss. as a master yeah I think but mm. yeah the last bit that in the movie is like they're in a car and loads of ghoulies oh, yeah. loads of ghoulies are in the car like That's hitching a, bit, a ride like freeze frame at the end isn't yeah it? the ghoulies jump out the back Brilliant. I love that bit. Fucking ace. Oh, what a fucking the music movie. starts going. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, and it's got that Beetlejuice sort of esque oh, yeah. It's that. great. I love fucking that. love this movie, Matt. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, this is a worried. great pick. It's got so much going for it. I think, like, literally, we talked the arse out of everything that I wanted to talk about. I said about the. Like, we talked about the puppet. Yeah, the little monkey bear dudes. I love all the, the on the puppets though, the, the fact that they just don't go, they put like proper hair on them and there's kind of like snot coming out of their mouths, or their, sorry, their noses and there's like goo, goo all over them. love the detail in the in the puppets. Yeah. I wonder if you could still get one of those. I, I've I, got my little critter on the desk. I fa- well, I found a, well, I found a ghoulie, the ghoulie in the toilet. Oh, did you? Statue. Oh, nice. When I was in uh, New York. Oh, really? I sent you, I sent you a picture of it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so, yeah. They, had, they had like characters from the Puppet Master in as well. Oh, sweet! I'd love those. That's quality. Yeah. Well, do you want to hear some Matt's facts? I fucking definitely want to hear some. Matt's I, facts. They're written a load, man. I thought there was gonna be loads. Oh, that's a shame. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I cheated a little bit because I watched a bit of the commentary, which was really. You need to listen back to the commentary. It's great. Who does the commentary? The, the, di- the director does the comedy. Luca Bercovici. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's quite interesting. Some of my facts. There was a load of stuff about it coming out that they were like, Ghoulies, it's just a rip-off of Gremlins. <laughs> now, I listened to the, uh, obviously, the uh, commentary and stuff, and the director himself says, literally, they made the films exactly the same times. They were in production at the very same time. Even Joe Dante's come out, and he's, he's agreed with that. He okay. Made Gremlins. But, we, obviously, we know which one was more successful. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously. But but the the fact is, they had to halt on production of certain things because they had to hold it, uh, and then that's why it got behind, and that's why loads of people say, "Oh, it's just a rip off of Gremlins," which I think is a little bit unfair because I think it, people, a lot of people compared it to Gremlins, but it's completely different. Yeah, nothing like Gremlins. Yeah. Gremlins was a kids' horror. Yeah, it's more uh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. The fun, one of the funniest facts I got is apparently they got inundated because this is back in the day with letters from angry mums saying their kids had seen the posters and seen all the videos in the shops and were absolutely scared to go to the toilet. Going <laughs> <laughs> back on what you said earlier, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, it's brilliant. And then also this is takes me back to the dinner scene where they're wearing all the sunglasses, which quality as well, ladies. But there's loads, there was loads of talk about when they made the film, they were going to make it in 3D. So when they when you saw them in glasses, it was the sign to put on your 3D glasses. Complete lies. 
Okay. <laughs> the the director said that is absolute rubbish. I don't know whether he's lying. I don't know, but there was loads of talk that it was going to be shot in 3D. But no, it was around that time when said, Jaws 3D was around that yeah, time. Yeah, so that's that's why they were wearing glasses. But okay. The director literally said that that's rubbish. They were just funny. Little interesting fact: Jeffrey Coombs auditioned for the part of Jonathan, okay. the main guy, which was which I can see because he's he's quite a handsome guy. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Jeffrey Coombs obviously went on to do a lot more Reanimator, but yeah, but he's um, been in loads of other stuff as well. And when you take off the glasses and nerd look, he's quite a handsome man. So originally, before it was called Ghoulies, though, it had the name Beasties. Okay, which so is there's quite room, room to do a movie called Beasties now. Brilliant. And apparently, Ghoulie means small monster in Persian. So I'll kick you in the monsters. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I'll kick you in the Persians. Yeah, kick you in the Persians. Apparently, before I actually got the storyline it did, Fox picked it up and they were going to do a $12 million film of it. But originally, the original story, before it got redrafted and rewrote, was about a kid moving into his granddad's house. And he finds out, finds out that the inspiration for his granddad's stories are living in the house and trying to kill the grandson. Originally, that was story, but they thought that it was just too... They didn't want to... They wanted to basically aim it at more kind of teenagers than kids. Oh, they did so that, they yeah. they changed it and they kind of put a lot of the teenage element in there, which I thought was quite interesting. I'm quite interested in the fact that they gave it so much thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, they <laughs> just rewrote the whole script. They went back and... And rewrite the, the whole movie. Okay. There's a scene where they're summoning the zombie dude from the dead, which is really interesting if you look at it and look back. When they're all screaming and the puppets are screaming, you can blatantly see one of the puppeteer's fingers in the mouth. <laughs> Literally see his fingers in the mouth. That screaming bit is nuts. It's amazing. And they're all just screaming but for ages. You need to go back and watch it because okay. you'll see it. It's blatant. <laughs> it's so funny. But I love it. I love it. Um, one more really and obviously in Critters there's the, to- the critter that comes out of the toilet that's a, a homage to Ghoulie yeah it's a complete nod I love that which is brilliant and uh, that's pretty much all I got fucking great facts you got to rate this bad boy I mean so what are you giving it well I am going to give it I got oh, the last one as well it had a budget of 1 million but it raked in 35 million of, in, just in the US alone well the Ghoulies did yeah. bloody hell so the profit on that mate Bunts, good bunts. That's why they made some more. <laughs> four of them, actually. Yeah, four, four in total. Four in total, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm purely because it's got special place. I've got to give it an eight. Damn it! I'm giving it like an eight as well. Yeah, Definitely. it's 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 just great. Too, too similar. It's just a like, it's just a slice of gold from the eighties, mate. Yeah, it's genius. Just like you, you can, you never get that nowadays. You never get it again. Just brilliant. Yeah. Just a part of the 80s. Everything about his 80s is like, it's in that time. It's brilliant. Just a great movie. Yeah, totally agree. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was a great pick. Now we've got to move on to... Oh, it's your pick, uh, hopefully, isn't it? Hopefully you like the pick. Oh, I hope so. Well, we've been doing a lot of like fun and I, want, I was going to pick I was gonna pick one that was like, again, on that same lines of fun, but I think I want to scare the shit out of us. I want, I want to yeah? scare myself this time. Yeah? So I picked one that's... Um, hopefully quite scary and I don't know if it's the 80s or not I haven't looked at the date oh really so it doesn't really matter but I'm going to put the Amateurville Horror oh wicked yeah I think that's 70s really early is it I think we're going uh, late 70s on that 
But yeah, no, that's great. That's great. But do you know what? They've recently just re-released it as well on Blu-ray. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the Ryan, the Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds no. one either. I'm talking about the old one. Yeah, definitely. You can watch that as well if you want. It's, it's not, not that bad. It's not bad. It's, it's not, not bad. I like Melissa George in anything, so... Yeah, we're talking 1979, mate. Ooh, naughty I'm, me, I'm, slipping out of the 80s. Wow, brilliant. I'm well up for that. I'm, cool. I'm well up for that. So there we go. So yeah, thank you guys for all uh, for listening and your, all your particip- participation. Yeah. Thank you very much. And um, we get to look forward to a good Christmas. So, uh, we haven't really got, again, cinemas a bit... There's, there's one movie that we're hoping to go and see, but if not, we've got a backup. So we're, we've got, we're, we'll have the next episode, yeah, don't you worry. Possession of Hannah Grace is out and we'll see you that before that's Christmas? There. It's bef- yeah, it's oh. 30th November, so that could be our next movie. Or there's a new movie on Netflix, which you said about, which is called Cam. That's correct. So, yeah, that could be our next movie. So we're not sure about our main review, but obviously, you know, stick with us. We've, Keep an eye on social media. Maybe we'll, we'll post it on there. For our seventh to Scream About, which is our favourite slasher movie. And then I just picked our movie from the vault, which is going to be the Amateur Horror. Awesome. Well, looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you want to get involved... Um, let us know your recommendations, what films you'd like us to watch, or, you know, just want to chat. Just get get involved on uh, Twitter, Draw and Last Bread Podcast, at Draw and Last, or find us on Facebook um, by searching Draw and Last Breath Podcast. Same on Instagram. And then you can email us, be the first person to email us. Ooh, we might give a special prize to the first person that emails us. Oh, that's a good incentive. I yeah. like that. Just in, email us at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com fantastic and there's only more one more thing to say when there's no more room in hell here's another podcast <laughs>